Blog Talk Radio. Hey guys, welcome to the Steel Wars call-in show. I am comedian Steel Saunders and here's the newsflash. I do love Star Wars and for the next 90 minutes we will be taking your calls on all things in the galaxy far, far away and things a bit closer to home because what an exciting, just tumultuous week of Star Wars news it is. I feel sorry for Star Wars podcasters out there, the worldwide, that just got their Trevor Owl Fired podcast episode out, and now they have to do their JJ Hired podcast. So I just, I tip of the hat, you guys, but you've got to, you've just got to put out more episodes quicker, quicker, quicker. Speaking of quick episodes... Uh, on our Patreon in the Steel Wars Content Club as a bit of a Patreon drive to build up some numbers to support the podcast. I am doing a podcast every day in September or, or to be probably a bit more, if you want to play by the rules, I'm doing 30 episodes in 30 days. Some episodes there's two, some weeks there's two, some days there's none. But uh, by the end, there'll be 30 new episodes. We've been doing Q&As, we're doing news episodes, and things are getting a little bit loose, I have to say. So we're having a great time. And $3 for the month, you can sign up, get on the Patreon, download all 300-plus shows, and then just battle. But I don't even know, it would take, I don't even know in a month if you, I guess, yeah, you could if you put your mind to it and you had fast internet, if you could actually download physically all the episodes in that month, you'd have to dedicate a lot of time to it. You'd probably be best just spending more than $3 and doing it for more of a month. But why am I even talking about this? Let's introduce our co-host today, the first time she has appeared on this side of a Steel Wars podcast. She, she promises me she's been on the listening side, but now she's going to be on the talking side. From one of my favorite new podcasts that I stumbled upon, the uh, Sky Talkers, This Galactic Life, welcome Charlotte Erity. How are you? Can you hear me? I can now. Yay. Okay. Is... Well, I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Do you know what? There's two of you. There's, there's, there's oh. two listings of you on the page, so I'm not sure, because we were just talking. <laughs> it's and my then evil I wasn't twin. Looking, I wasn't looking at the switchboard, and then I looked back up, because I'm just like, hey, where's Charlotte? And there's now two of you, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang up on the fake one, but okay. that was hang, you at hang one up time. on the Luke with two U's version of me. <laughs> <laughs> Charlotte. How are you doing, Charlotte? I'm good. I'm good. Sorry about that. I'm very happy okay. to be here. Yeah, I'm not. It is so, like, you were talking on the other line, and then you've jumped <laughs> over to this new one. This has never happened. We've had, now, listen, we've had a lot of glitches on this show. We, we seem to specialize in having glitches in this live talkback format. But you've invented a new one, the clone Charlotte. That's great. 
That that is great. <laughs> so tell us a, a bit about your podcast. Okay, well, my podcast is a three-part Star Wars podcast where we talk about anything from the films. Right now we're doing a Machete Order series where we're going through each of the movies in the Machete Order. But actually our latest episode was a three-part analysis of Claudia Gray's newest novel, Leia. But I host it with my best friend, Caitlin, and we've been Star Wars friends, Star Wars fans and friends for a really long time, like forever. And it's a great way for us to discuss all things Star Wars news and canon. It's, it's a really fun time. Yeah, I was interested with how long that you guys knew each other because I was, when I was looking for a photo for the cover art for this episode, I saw a photo of you guys, I think it was on a speeder bike and you're like, I think it said you were like yeah. 14 or something like that. And I, was I like, think we were like Man. 12. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've been so Star Wars are... like fans for a long time together. I actually introduced her to Star Wars, so as long as we've been friends, she's been a Star Wars fan. <laughs> I want to see a recreation of that. It's like, uh, Caitlin, yeah. he's Star Wars, meet Star Wars. Um, he's, he's, he's getting on in age, but he's, uh, he's still a great guy. He's still a great guy. <laughs> or a girl. I don't know. He's, I guess, why, why am I trying to give a sex to a film? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. So what was it? Where were, you, where were you on the speeder bike? Was that a Disneyland or something? Yeah, I was in Disney World when we were really young. I, I think that speeder oh. bike is still there. I'm not sure if it is with like the re- recent developments of Star Wars land around there, but it would be fun to recreate that photo. It would be actually. <laughs> that would be so <laughs> sick. I have to say, I went, the first time I ever went to Disneyland, if you're a, like not an American. I'm sure it's very exciting for Americans to go to Disneyland. But when <laughs> you're not an American to go to Disneyland, it's like double weeks. Like because it seems like it was just seems so untouchable to go there. Like when kids yeah. would come back in school that had gone on their school holidays to Disneyland, like they were celebrities. Like people just just shaking <laughs> them down for more info. Like Are the toilets, Mickey Mouse shape. Tell me, tell me. <laughs> I love that. Like I'm a huge always... Disney fan. So like, I love hearing people's stories about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, when kids would go to America, all we wanted to know about was Disneyland reports and what different things they had on the menu at McDonald's. That was, <laughs> that was it. That was well, our higher knowledge. What kind, of, what kind of stuff do they have differently in McDonald's in Australia? I want to know that. Ooh. Ooh, okay. <laughs> We've got, we had a thing called a McOz. Oh, sort of like an Australian burger. I think it had beetroot on it. I think. Wow, wow. Which, I want to try which, that. Oh, uh, I don't. Um, <laughs> they did this really weird thing. I think this is maybe the weirdest thing that Australia ever did, and it's like the most Australian thing you can do to McDonald's because I don't know if you've picked up on the podcast. We always give people like nicknames that are you know like your nickname would be probably uh, Charlo. Or, mm-hmm. uh, or Shazi, maybe. <laughs> oh, no, Erito, maybe. But, you know, like Ben Mendelsohn, he's Mendo, right? Mm-hmm. And McDonald's in Australia is called Maccas. So it's just, that's, <laughs> that's what it's slang to. And they did this thing. I think it was around Australia Day. They changed the branding on about 15 
like city-based McDonald's. They changed all the branding from McDonald's to Macca's. And it was the bizarrest looking thing, but maybe the most Australian looking thing. But they haven't, there's no, um, there's no kangaroo burger or koala nuggets or anything like that. So Is there like Marmite excited. stuff? No, they, I don't think they've ever teamed with Vegemite. That seems like a, a, a sweet idea. God, we, that, um, we should That be. seems like a, a perfect brand opportunity. <laughs> We should be hitting up the McDonald's Corporation. And uh, yeah. I have to say, just to, just to wrap up the McDonald's yeah, subject. Sorry. Which is, this is, oh, and, and just for everyone, this is our classic talking about McDonald's segment we do every week. Uh, <laughs> not the founder. That is such a good film. Michael Keating mm-hmm. just destroys. So that is, my, that is my film recommendation for the week. Now, let's get to a bit of Star Wars news. J.J. Abrams. How you feel? I have such mixed emotions about this whole thing. I really do. <laughs> I was kind of, I felt kind of uninspired by the decision to bring on JJ. I'm glad Colin Trevorrow, Trevorrow is gone. Um, I, I didn't need him, but I just feel like it was a serious missed opportunity to not go with a female director or a person of color, but I've, I'm warming to JJ I, I think it's going to be okay. I was disappointed originally. How are you feeling? I I acknowledge your concerns. Yeah. And I I would say this with with this with this film is that Lucasfilm and Kathleen Kennedy are on the back foot right now. You know the mm-hmm. the films have been pretty great, but the behind the scenes have been you know quite. Turbulent, turbulent to say the least, uh, apart from uh, The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. Of course, on The Force Awakens, you had Harrison Ford's leg, but that's not really a, uh, <laughs> a director issue. And I think with the time frame that they had, you know, they, they, they've already bumped back the film. Thank you, Christmas. Mm-hmm. But I think they just need, you know, same with Ron Howard. They just need rock solid tried and true let's catch our breath get back on the right path and hopefully then with uh you know episode 10 or other spin-off films we can see a bit of uh, diversity in the director's chair but i think this is like it's a telling rehire that it's just like we just need to steady the ship jj just yeah. out pump out a a $2 billion film that most people like, and then we can get down to business. One of the biggest problems I think is this foolhardy idea of doing a a movie every year. It's, I I just don't think it's, it's the right deal. 18 months. I reckon that's like you, you go the, you know, December, May, you know, December, then skip a year, May, then go December the next year. That, that, I don't know. I know. I totally agree. Like they're putting way too much pressure on themselves to put out so many movies and like follow the Marvel schedule when Star Wars doesn't really operate like Marvel movies. And I don't think they ever can. Mm, Exactly. Because Marvel, the Marvel universe is like the comic books are all separate things and then they come together. But they were originally written 
you know, as separate characters, where Star Wars is an ensemble film, and now they're trying to pull it apart. And I definitely think that in doing that, they've realized, oh, when you make try to make something too funny, it's not Star Wars. So if you try to make something too gritty, well, that's not Star Wars. Because yeah. it's such a uh, amalgamation of all these different film types and, and genres. Totally. So, as I say, like, I, you know, I can't wait to see what a Star Wars film, you know, would be like with, you know, a female or a, a woman. I shouldn't say female. That's because you don't really say male. Uh, <laughs> so, so pardon me. But, um, you know, with a woman director and writer, like what that interpretation of Star Wars would be like. It's, yeah. Um, it's I, I, I'm eager for that. And maybe it's the Obi-Wan film. Like, how cool would that be? I think that would be great. But like, I, I think that I, I do think that it's a missed opportunity, but I totally get where you're coming from. And like, I'm trying to reconcile that as I have, like, I've been trying to reconcile that for like a couple of days. Um, and it is like a safe choice, but they needed that safe choice. You know, they needed it. Yeah. And I was sort of like, it's, it's Ryan or JJ. That's who's going to do it because yeah. they just, they just need like some just rock solid steer the ship and, 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 and help them get their, you know, get their breath. And hopefully having JJ who, you know, he's got his own, you know, production company. He's done it before. He did it pretty good. And that extra six months and then all the future films have got a little bit more, you know, room to breathe because obviously it would be very unlikely that they're going to do another um, film in May mm-hmm. in 2019. <laughs> Wait, do it years, right? Wait. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. It's not happening. <laughs> wait, wait, I, when, I, does, I, when, the, when does episode nine come out? It's 2017, 2018, 2019. 2019. December. It feels so yeah. far away. <laughs> oh, but it's, yeah, I, I'm just like um, Ben Hart Noe from the Star Wars Underworld. Every day on his Facebook, he posts how many days left to The Last Jedi. And oh every, like, every time I see it, I don't get excited. I get anxious because I'm like, oh, my God, I've got so much stuff to do. I I've know. So I feel the same way. I'm, like, I'm not ready. So, so, so few days, so many parody T-shirts to release. It's, it's very tough. <laughs> it is very, very tough. Do you know who, what I would like? What? Is a woman director, scriptwriter... Not on the Obi Wan film, okay. but on a Boba, but on a Boba Fett film. I'm not too pumped about the potential Boba Fett film, but like, I would be down for that. That would be really cool. I, I, I'd, I'd go see it more, more than I would have like the Josh Trank version that was floating around for a while. Yeah, but the thing, the, the reason I say it is, I'm not, you know, I'm not too hyped on a Boba Fett film myself because. I don't think they'll do it the way I'd want them to do it. And, and right. I, always, I always say that in my mind, the, the way Boba Fett should be written is like Mike from Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Yeah. Who, who, you know, he's, 
you know, he's got all the tricks of the trade, but he uses his brain first. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you don't want Boba Fett just, you know, jetpacking and, and rocket backpacking, like, at the drop of the hat. You know, you want him to have amazing plans and stuff, and all his weapons are, like, the last resort sort of thing. More of a, yeah. a thinking man's Mando. But I think if you had a, a female director and writer, it would sort of weed out the broness that sometimes gets injected into Boba Fett. I can totally see that. I'm on board for that. That would make me excited about a Boba Fett film. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a bit of talk in the chat room. And if uh, you do listen live, there is a chat room that you can uh, join in the conversation. And um, there's a bit of talk about a, a Naomi Sunrider film. Which is? Uh, do you ever read those? The uh, the tales of the Jedi, the old dark no, comics. I, I have to admit, I'm not an EU like aficionado. It's embarrassing and like kind of shameful. But I'm not. I'm not a tried and tested EU fan. Ah, so, I thought you were saying. I, I, I thought you were saying it was embarrassing, and I'm like, oh, come on, it's not all bad. Come on. Oh no, no, no! I just like haven't read anything <laughs> in the EU besides like most of the stuff that's related to the films. I'm just trying to bury you, get you in trouble with um, <laughs> anti-Disney Star Wars fans. With, uh, oh God, I, I, I'm bracing for impact. I, I did, we did this uh, live episode in Melbourne. I'm in Melbourne at the moment. Yeah. Everyone. It's hard to keep track of, of where I am. <laughs> if you are a listener or my mother and we did this live episode and I, I did, take a bit of a bit of a stab at the recent petitions to Lucasfilm to get rid of JJ Abrams, which I am uh mention <laughs> to flare up when that comes out. But it was yeah, that comes out on Tuesday, live episode with the guys from Sands Pants Radio that do the plumbing the Death Star and eat out for that. But speaking of the broiness of Boba Fett, I've just got to pull this up. Have, have you been following the certain point of view book uh, release pictures? I, I have. I have. I'm very excited. What story are you most? Um, I think there's one that's coming out. That's like a second person, Darth Vader looking at Leia. Right? That's kind of been hinted at. That seems really interesting. Um, I'm excited for the droid that, like, blows up on its way <laughs> to join the Lars family homestead. I think that's going to no! tear my heart out. <laughs> that is the saddest thing I've ever <laughs> so read. I, so, as I mentioned at the top of the show, we're doing these daily Patreon shows. So, I'm doing these, like, news shows a couple of days a week. And I went through and I reviewed, I reviewed a book based on all the promo images. Like, mm-hmm. I just guessed if I'd like that story or not. Very, very scientific. And, <laughs> but, but that said, about as good as most people that review stuff on the internet. So I, I feel like I'm, I've found my, my way. I, I, can, I can be like a five-star reviewer on Reddit now. <laughs> but that, I, I read out the blurb for the R5-D4 story, and he's just talking about how he wants an owner that will look after him and he's lonely. And I, it was so sad. I can't, I don't know I can deal with the R5-D4 story. I don't think so either. I think I'm going to be crying as I'm reading it. Like he just wants, he's like old and dying. Isn't that the quote? 
<laughs> yes, it says at the end, I'm, I'm lonely and dying or something. And it's like... like Okay, thanks. It's like the old dog. It's just so sad. I don't want that. <laughs> I had to like try and like do some mental gymnastics to get over it. So I was just like, uh, your your nineties Hasbro figure sucked R five D four. Like I had to like try to like just like build up some contempt for this gorgeous little droid. But um yeah, but the one, um, and you know, we're talking about the 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 broiness of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. This is this is the blurb for the Boba Fett one, which is so against my you know my my pitch for him to be like Mike from Breaking Bad. The quote is, "I'd be lying if I said I didn't enjoy the whispers of surprise when I walked onto the scene." That's right, boys. Fett's here. Like, did Seth Green and Robot Chicken script this? Like, as much as I, I love the Boba Fett from Robot Chicken, but I don't want him to be in the Star Wars universe. I know it's like they're they're making that canon, or is this canon? I don't know. But and then John Hamm is is voicing the the audiobook of this part, so they, yeah, they just like I, have made it more and more broy as possible. Yeah, I, I think there's a bit of misunderstanding about that. I, I don't think he's I don't think the like the celebrity voices I don't think they're actually voicing the character but narrating the story. Right. Right. I, I believe that's because I know there was um some people hit me up that's like, you know, why is John Hamm playing Boba Fett? And, you know, well he will voice Boba Fett, but I think he's narrating the whole story. Yeah. You know, that, that's a bit different than like, hey, we've hired this guy to play Boba Fett. But yeah, I believe that he, he'll just read the whole story too. So, so Diggy Hauser is going to read a Star Wars story to us, which, <laughs> you know, my 90s self cannot believe. Our luck, our luck. How about we hit those call lines if you want to call in? And, and the lines are actually loaded today. Charlotte, very exciting. Wow. But um, you can call in on 646-668-8360. If you're listening live, the number should be above your screen in some description. If you are not in America, the best bet, unless you've got an amazing phone plan, is to Skype in and add a plus one to the front of that number. So it's 646-668-8360. We always let the Patreons jump in first, but I always, whoever gets in first, I just click them in and then we'll go to the Patreons, which sometimes they are Patreon, but let's go to, this might be an Australian number, I'm not sure, six and four, who are you, where are you calling from? Uh, not Australian, Steel, it's King Tom, how are you doing? How are you doing, Charlotte? Oh, oh. royalty himself, King Tom, <laughs> what's going on, my man? How's that giant pog treating you? Um, it's, it's treating me very well. The kids are still loving it. It's still taking up a lot of room in my house. So jealous. Yeah. Um, I, I realize how, how lucky I am. I want your kids to know how lucky they are. (laughs) (laughs) They they know, they know, you know, I I took my son to target today and he's like, Oh, let's see the giant porch. And he's five. And I've, I've explained to him several times that only two people who, went to the store one I'm like there are no more giant porgs and I think that made him very sad for a few minutes <laughs> yeah, not as sad as it made me 
<laughs> I remember well. I remember well. What's on your mind, Tom? I, I know that you're doing a Leia Reaction book uh, podcast this, or Leia book reaction podcast this yeah. I haven't been able to listen to it yet. I'm looking forward to listening to it. And I don't want to I don't want to spoil the book for Steele or anyone else out there who's listening, but you know, I, I thought it was fantastic. Me too. Me too. Um, it was so good. Yeah, so I, I kind of wanted to, just to see what you, first, what you thought of it. But also, I know someone uh, earlier this week tweeted something to the effect of of all of the can all the characters from the original trilogy. Mon Mothma has made out the best according to the new canon in terms of the material she's gotten, how her character has been developed. And I kind of thought you could also say that about Leia. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, she's she's gotten two books. She's gotten a comic book series. And, you know. They've all been, even in The Force Awakens, The Rebels, they've all been uh, very well received. And I, I just wanted to feel what you would steal thought of how you know, New Canada really has developed her even more than, and we don't have anything about Luke other than him rescuing some trees and going to a, you know, planet. But I just wanted to see, see what your guys' thoughts on th- thoughts were on that. I would tend to agree with that analysis. I think that in terms of like minor characters, Mon Mothma has seriously been built up like with rebels throughout Mm -hmm. books. And I, I, that's so awesome. And I am really glad that we got that because she was this, she was depicted as this like awesome Senator, at least in the deleted scenes. And I was happy about that, but I think you're totally spot on about how the original trilogy of the original trilogy characters in the new Canon Leia has been like, completely expanded and this was even before Carrie Fisher passed on I think that like Lucasfilm is very aware of how amazing her legacy is even before she died and I think that like we've gotten so much of her and we were talking about this on our show about how we've basically gotten like a complete timeline of Leia which is is really awesome and I think that as time goes on I think we'll probably get a complete timeline of like Luke and everything, but he's just so shrouded in mystery now that I, mm-hmm. I think that Leia is probably, you know, you know, less, less shrouded in mystery. So it's easier for us to flesh that out throughout books and comics. And I think that's probably why we see it. So hopefully in like 10 years, mm-hmm. all of them will be like completely fleshed out, which will be cool. Yeah, um, yeah. But that's a really good point. I haven't actually thought about that. Thank you. <laughs> the, the one thing, the one thing I really want to see, and I and I don't know how to do this, but I would love to see, and obviously they won't do it until after episode nine comes out. But her and Luke, okay, you know they have the conversation about Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker, and then how do they find out, and what is their reaction to when not, they find who who their mother was? Yeah, I know. I'm dying for that. I'm I'm a huge Padme mm-hmm. fan, and. I think that they've alluded to that kind of in bloodline and how much Leia knew about her mother and everything. But I I am dying for like us to see that conversation between Luke and Leia, because I'm sure they'll have like two different point of views about how, I don't, I don't know how they relate to their mother. And I I just think that'll be a really, really cool scene someday that we'll see. Hopefully, Yeah. I, when, the Rogue One trailer came out and Mon Mothma made mm. an appearance in that. 
I didn't realize how much I like. I popped huge for Mon Mothma. Like I didn't realize I'd be so excited <laughs> to see her. Like because did any, she just rocks up in did anyone even know Return of the Jedi? No, I don't think. But maybe Jason. But you know, he knows all. The yeah, I didn't like. It was like this character that I'd build up this affection for, but didn't like didn't know I had and then when she was like in the trail I'm like oh my god Ron Mothma she's back yes because yeah she's so you know she's such a original trilogy character but you know is you know a bit more subtle that you don't really you know my my shelves were not packed with Mon Mothma merch but uh (laughs) yeah it's been cool I I, I've, I've enjoyed the uh the rise of Mon Mothma it's been great me too yeah, me three. <laughs> it's agreed. It's agreed, and it must have been so nervous for um. Is it Genevieve? Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, so. She got, I think so. Yeah, she got the cut from um, Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. Oh yeah. And then and then she records Rogue One, and then they have all these reshoots and everything's getting turned around. She'd just be like. Oh! <laughs> I'm just gonna jump in the like, just like jump in the background of as many scenes as possible, so I don't get cut out of this again. <laughs> she's like but holding on. Is she, is she to doing the, the voice? That, yeah, she's doing the yeah. voice. So she's like holding on to the Rebel. fact that she's the voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, uh, good call, Tom. Thanks so much for uh, chiming in every week, and uh, I'll see Thank you on the Charlotte. Thanks for the okay. And th- okay. Thanks. Yeah, I'm, I'm halfway through your uh, episode running down the Princess Leia book. And it's a long one, so I, it's way longer than we usually do. Oh, well, good sizzle, good sizzle. <laughs> um, well, it's flying by for me, Charlotte, but uh, yeah, I've, uh, you've, you've definitely got me excited to read the book because um, there is some bubbly enthusiasm coming into my uh, – iPod uh, through that one, but oh, I'm still halfway through Thrawn. Have you read that? I haven't read that. I, I I wish I have, but I haven't. Yeah, I'm an I'm an audiobook person because I don't have much time to like sit and nothing else. Right. So, and and the book is amazing. Whoever voices his voice and stuff is has got that sort of that smooth talking, slightly, I don't know, reptilian voice down quite well. But I'm, I'm really enjoying the book. The weird thing about it is, is where I'm up to thus far, he's, he's like a hero in the book. <laughs> like he's, he's the good guy. Star Wars is generally doing that with their books, aren't they? They're like making you like the bad guys. It's an odd choice if you really think about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sort of hoping towards the end he does something like really bad. I'm so, sure he will. Um, well, he's hoping. He's, I, just, <laughs> I just hope a small village of innocent people gets slaughtered towards the end, you know? That's, that's, I'm fingers crossed. <laughs> it's fingers a small crossed. Thing. <laughs> Let's go to New York City with. Emily Lind. How you doing, Emily? I'm good. How you doing? Real good. Hi. Hi. What's on your mind this evening? 
actually, I mean, you've, you've covered a little bit of it, but I wanted to go um, back a little bit to the a certain point of view. I was wondering if you guys were doing a story for something like this, who's the character you would most want to explore? Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Oh man! Well, as, as, a, as a parameters that it has to be based around a new hope. Uh, no, but I mean, if you want the parameters to be that, but I was just thinking in general the sort of style that they're doing of just of picking a ton of different characters from all over the Star Wars universe. Okay, so mm. I, I have one. <laughs> I think that it would be really cool to see the point of view from the prequels of the handmaidens or anyone who like worked for Padme and to see like what she knew about Anakin or anything. I, that would be really cool. I think. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. We sort of don't know anything about them at all. Yeah. Like what do they know? They have to know something, right? A bit of, a bit of sorbet or marbet. Yeah, or, the A's. Or Bo Bay. Someone, one of the, let's get some bays in there. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, that's, I, I always find that really interesting when people expand on like what people knew. Like in the Tarkin book, he is pondering whether Darth Vader is Anakin Skywalker or not. And it, it's sort of like, because we know everything when they expand on what people in the universe know about each other, like mm-hmm. I, I just, I find that so interesting. So yeah, that, that'd be cool to find out what, you know, at the end of Revenge of the Sith, when Obi-Wan says that the child's Anakin's, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. it's, like it's like, how long, like, what did, I know. You know. I've always wondered that. Like how know? long, who, what did they know and what did they see? And like, what did they think? And I always wonder that about Ahsoka too. And she says that thing at the end of her last episode in Clone Wars, where it's like, she knows that Anakin has struggled with being in the order. And it's like, how much did she actually know? And what did she see? So I love, I love thinking about that. So a point of view from the handmaidens would be so cool. <laughs> I can't, I'm trying to think of someone in Star Wars. I want more. I'd like to follow. I wouldn't mind. I, I tell you what, I here's here's one. This this will probably not surprise anyone. I wouldn't mind a a book about the Ewoks when the Empire. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Is it going to mention the fact that they don't blink? Is that going to be like all chapter? That's the whole story. Well, they were so, the unblinking no, eye of the Ewok. Well, what about that they used to blink, and then after they saw a speeder bike, a TIE fighter fly, they were so shocked that they couldn't blink anymore. <laughs> Anyone? Any takers? No takers. All right, I'm... <laughs> Let the chat room think about my great idea. I, th- I think I'm. I think I'm on point here. Yeah. I think I'm on point. All right, very, very cool. What um, out of all the stories, Emily? What one, in a certain point of view, are you most looking forward to? 
there's there's a couple. I'm really looking forward to the Tarkin one that that Hosanna's doing. I'm looking forward to the Mamafa one because I love Mon Mothma and I'm always excited to get more of her at Canon. Also, I don't even I don't even remember which one they're doing, but the one that Matt Fraction and Kylie Sue DeConnick are doing because they have written some of my very favorite comic books. Okay, yeah. what comic books do they write? Kelly Sue does one right now called Bitch Planet, which is really good. Oh, um, I love written... Bitch Planet. So good. <laughs> yeah, and she's she's written for for Captain Marvel for a while and did some great stuff with that. Fraction did, I would say, the best Hawkeye run probably of all time. And he also does a really interesting one called Sex Criminals. Oh, that's a good one, too. I didn't know that they were all by the same person. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, but they're, I, they're I wanna, husband and wife, so it should be interesting. Ah, okay. The um, I want to just tuck into that one by Pablo, the Tarkin one, which apparently is going to feature Mendo as well, and just tweet him questions about every line in the story, <laughs> like really, really, you know, drive him nuts with. Would they say this? Is that is that relate to this? You know, does this mean is this a hint? Is this a hint about Ray? And um yes, every line is a hint about Ray. Totally draw him uh, you know, out of the edge. I'm I wanna I wanna get get him off Twitter with just two more questions. That's my uh okay, but the problem is that then like you'd have to create a different account to do that because he knows who you are. And he knows he would know what you were doing. True. Maybe I'll just add an extra E to my name in, in, in true <laughs> Star Wars clone fashion. <laughs> you have to. Right in the middle. Ex- excellent. <laughs> excellent. Thanks for your call, Emily. Good to talk to you. Thanks, Emily. Let's go to Patreon supporter Emma Knight. How are you doing, Emma? I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys? Hey, I have never talked to you before, not on Twitter. <laughs> yes, I'm so awesome. <laughs> I have, that's why I had to call in tonight. I'm like, I got to talk to Charlotte. This is great. So is thank awesome. you, Steele, for the opportunity. Oh, my God. She talks just like she tweets. Yes. <laughs> That's it's one of my favorite quotes ever from The Simpsons is when Bart Simpson is doing the 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 book the the yearbook signing. He's got this big queue of people that want him to sign um, their yearbooks, oh and God. I think he writes "see ya" or something. And the girl like hugs the book and goes, "He writes how people talk." <laughs> like, yeah. and, and he's just kicking back, just like. Thanks for coming out. I just, I love that. I've, I use that thanks for coming out line way too much, but it is <laughs> so sweet. Emma, what's on your mind apart from talking to Charlotte this evening? Uh, well, actually, it was kind of a reaction to what you guys were talking about on Sky Talkers earlier today, where you said, like, you know, now that we have kind of the start of Leia's journey and The Last Jedi will kind of ultimately in a way, the, the end of Leia's journey. I'm just wondering, 
because I know that there's like as much as Ryan says it'll be emotionally satisfying, like there's still going to be that Leia threat that's going to be left hanging at the end of Last Jedi. So I was wondering how you guys thought they would ultimately kind of wrap that up. So like I I'm expecting something in Episode Nine, but like do you think they're going to do it? Like do you think they're going to tell us the rest of her story or? Are they going to show it to us in like a book or a TV show or an animated series? I'm not sure. I I think that the way they're going to leave it in episode eight is going to be like she goes off somewhere and it's like very somber and she says goodbye or something. And like they've filmed that. So they're going to use that or something. It's It's like that. But I I can't see them finishing her story in anything other than film I don't I just feel like that would do her a disservice and and maybe Mm. maybe that's totally wrong but I I don't know I have total mixed feelings about how they're going to finish up her story just because like I don't know how The Last Jedi ends and like maybe it is a really satisfying like goodbye and we can infer as much from that but probably not so (laughs) maybe it'll be a book (laughs) it's probably going to be a book I am perplexed. Like I can't even I can't fathom how it's going to work out. When when you use when you take people at their word at what they've said about the film that they haven't changed the film at all. How I I I I, I like I I'm baffled at how they're going to end her story. If they're not going to change it and mm-hmm. I really can't see it getting wrapped up. I think so momentous in in a book. I know. Um, yeah, you, know, you can. It's it's you just can, it would kind about of be comics. disingenuous. Yeah, like does she? I mean, like, she uh, like part of the start of the the next episode. Like, does like is there sort of like a, a ship explosion? At the start, you know, like yeah. at the start of uh, um, that, that, like happened to um, like one of the handmaidens. Like, I, yeah, I just, you know, which makes it like interesting, but yeah, I, I just don't know how they're going to come at this before it. Like, when you base it on, we're not changing anything in this film. Yeah. Because she's not, you know, when you say that, you know, maybe she's got a somber goodbye or like that be like such a coincidence. I know. Maybe, I mean, maybe yeah. they do like have, maybe, I, I, the only thing is like, what if she doesn't survive episode eight, like Leia herself. And maybe this is their way of talking about how like, guys, like we got it. Like it's, it's okay. But I, I, I don't know. I, but, I go but back then and forth. That, but then that's the thing. If you take people at their word or what they're saying, and they're saying that you know she had a you know a big role in episode nine, right? Do you know what I mean? So yeah, you know mm-hmm. that, that that's what you can all base it on is 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 what they've said. So I would, and I, I I wouldn't say I, I would very much doubt that. Say she did die in episode eight. The Last Jedi. Like, so it's filmed that she dies. I, I would find it hard to believe that they would say she's got a big role in episode nine, wink. 
Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I just like kind of cruel to. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, ultimately, like if they're telling me that they're, she had a big, epi- big role in episode nine, I have to believe that she's still alive at the end of episode eight. Like that's the only way a comment like that would make sense in light of everything that's happened. And I don't think they would tell us that unless like if Carrie was still around, I don't think they would be telling us that, but things being as they are, I think that, you know, if they wanted to let us know that that was the intent, then I, yeah, I can totally see why they would do that. So I guess, I'm just kind of hoping that they leave it open-ended, but there is still a bit of a finish for her and that um, something we can maybe explore. Like part of me really hopes there's a large gap between episode eight and nine, just so like everybody can have a chance to kind of work with these stories in the sequel trilogy. And I hope that, and so like there's a part of me that's like really, really hoping that there's that gap so that we can have some closure on Leia as a character and I really kind of hope it's been an animation because I feel like that's going to give everybody the most access to the end of her story, essentially, because that's what it's going to be. Right. Um, yeah. I, I, I actually, so, I, I, I like the idea of a time jump between eight and nine. That's pretty drastic. And I could totally see them doing that, too, given that episode eight picks up like right where episode seven ends. So like they need to do that. And that would be, you're so right. Like it would give us a chance to like breathe and like process and like also potentially like finish anything that was left over in The Last Jedi for Leia's character. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, it's, I just, I, I just don't know how they're going to do it. And, and just, if they did make her die at the end of episode eight, I just, mm-hmm. like, cause we, like when we have the premieres afterwards, we do, you know, like in Australia, it's, we have a midnight premiere and then we do a live podcast at like two thirty in the morning with like hundreds of people. Mm-hmm. And it's like this big, you know, big party. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know how much of a party it would be. <laughs> like, I know. Like even after <laughs> seeing Rogue One, Caitlin and I were going to like stay up all night and like talk all about it. And we ended up like parting our separate ways and like going home and like we're really sad because the way the movie ended was so sad. And I, I know that like, we're probably going to feel similarly about the last Jedi. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle it. Yeah. I honestly think that's probably going to be a major topic of conversation when everybody's still trying to process the movie is like, okay, what did it do for Leia's character? And like, do we want to go forward from here? And I think that's probably going to be one of the harder conversations. And I'm really looking forward to hearing both of your guys' opinion when the time comes. But yeah, it's just, it's something I've been thinking a lot about. It's like, okay, you know, like, will the character get her due in terms of story in some way, shape or form, I guess. And so that's what I'm kind of contemplating right now. I hope so. Yeah, it is. It's a it's a hard one to work out a win on. Because there's there is no yeah. win. Like there's no win. No. It's, it's uh just like so unfortunate and no one wants to deal with it, so there's just no easy way to do it. It's just so complicated. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Well, you've really put the podcast down, Emma. Thanks very much. <laughs> Thanks, Emma. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, great, great question. Great points. Uh, really appreciate it, mate. Thanks so much for calling in. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Emma. My, my Thanks, pleasure. <laughs> Do not be a stranger. Now, we have gone over our allotted on-demand time of 45 minutes, as I do every week. But here's how it works. If you are listening live, stay on the line as we are going to keep podcasting. If you're listening on-demand on iTunes, then uh, the episode's about to end. But if you're a Patreon, which uh, is just $3 a month and we're doing an episode every day this month as well as the 300 plus back episodes full length interviews with the likes of Julian Smirk who was an editor on The Force Awakens and I am wondering if Julian's going to get rehired due to his bad robot connections maybe he'll have to stop taking my calls but um, <laughs> that is a, an amazing insight uh, if I do say so myself no false modesty in this plug uh, into the production of The Force Awakens and he actually talks about it was his job to pick up the reels, the first reels of film as they got sent from London to LA. He had to, like, he's driving around LA with The Force Awakens raw footage in the back of his car, which you don't be stopping at the traffic lights, I don't think, when you've got them in the back of your car. But uh, all that stuff is available for $3, and we will continue podcasting probably for another hour, taking everyone's calls. So if you want to join us there, please become a Patreon. Now, Charlotte, give the people knowledge of how they can follow you on Twitter and how they can download your podcast. Okay, so on Twitter, I am at Crarity, which is C-R-E-R-R-I-T-Y. And you can find my podcast anywhere that you can get podcasts. It's called Sky Talkers. And you can follow that podcast, too, on Twitter at SkytalkersPod. That's it. <laughs> I, and I love, I love the podcast. It is, it is so cool. You know, it's really enthusiastic, but reasoned, which I like. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not I, – I, I like hearing people's opinions and stuff. So I, I love that. But I tell you why, how I started listening was I saw a photo. I'm not sure whose feed it was on, but it was of you guys at Celebration, and mm-hmm. you just – you just look so happy. Like you just had <laughs> giant green. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to this podcast. <laughs> These guys sound like they're having, you know, quite a good time. And, and I like good times. So uh, that's how I got onto it. Just that you both looked beaming at Star Wars <laughs> Celebration. That's great because it was accurate. Even though that was like a stressful, <laughs> exhausting few days. It was very, very fun. And I'm glad that it showed. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's go into the bonus section and to everyone cutting out now, may that force be with you. What was your um, Star Wars celebration highlight, Charlotte? Ooh, my friend Savannah Kiefer asked Caitlin and I both to be in the Her Universe fashion show, which was on the Star Wars show live feed.